0: Are you looking for inspiration on a daily basis? Well, check out Deal to Heal Teas. With our inspirational teas, you're sure to find something that will inspire you. Just go to deal dealtohealteas.myshopify.com. That's Deal to Heal Teas. Put some inspiration in your situation. Wear inspirational tea and be inspired all day. That's Deal to Heal Teas at deal dealtohealteas.com. That hey guys, this is Ernest James, host of the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast, and I got a question to ask you. Could you buy me a cheeseburger? Better yet, could you buy me a value meal? Yes? Well, guess what? I don't need a value meal. However, for the cost of a value meal, you can support this podcast to keep us on the air. Just go to Patreon slash Deals to Heal podcast and choose any one of the three tiers that's available. And if you just want to make a one-time donation, go to Cash App and make a donation to dollar sign E. James, the number 418. Make a one-time donation to the Cash App or, again, go to Patreon to support this podcast and keep us on the air. Thanks in advance. Be blessed. welcome 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 to the deal to heal with e james podcast i'm your host ernest james and i believe that everyone can and should live a life that is whole healed and healthy and therefore i'm on a mission to help people to deal to heal and to fulfill let's deal with your problems heal from the pain and fulfill your purpose thank you guys once again for tuning in to the deal to heal with e james podcast um if you haven't already Make sure that you listen, like, subscribe, and share. Uh, Make sure you guys subscribe to our YouTube page, our um, Facebook page, because there we're able to talk to you more on a daily basis and share information that we're not able to share on YouTube. And also hit us up and follow us on our uh, Spotify page. Not Spotify. Yeah, Spotify. I think that's it. (laughs) <laughs> for our, our uh, the podcast, the audio podcast, so you can listen to us on the go. And guys, uh, make sure you stay until the end because I'm gonna tell you how you can win $100 from the podcast and it don't cost you anything. It's free to you, but you just got to take a little action, take a little action, but it don't cost you nothing. So make sure you stay until the end uh, to do that. Um, we're gonna jump right in because today, just like any other day, we are blessed with a guest, Dr. Tabitha Russell, how are you doing? I am doing wonderful. Thank you so much for having
1: me this evening.
0: No problem. No problem. First of all, let me say thank you for being here because you could be doing anything else and be anywhere else, but you took our time to be here uh, with myself and my listeners. And I definitely appreciate you being here. Thank you. Uh, no problem, no problem. So we are gonna jump right in because we already had like a thirty minute conversation <laughs> before we start recording. I had to push Paul like, wait, let's start over because <laughs> we are already going. <laughs> and so we had to, we got to start over and probably say some things that we already uh, have discussed, but I think is necessary because I think is great information. Um, that we we're talking about. And, and so, uh, Dr. Russell, if you don't mind, introduce yourself to my listeners and tell us what it is exactly that you do.
1: Okay. My name is Dr. Tabitha Russell, and I am a healthy wealth coach. I am also an author, a business strategist, and I, am, I do so many things. I, I wear a lot of hats. However, my main goal is to help to empower women to live their best life. And what do I mean by that? I help them to create multiple streams of income. I help them to take an idea or a concept and bring it into reality as far as their business is concerned and or either expand on that idea. So basically we talk about going from an employee to a CEO and not just a CEO of a business, but a CEO of an empire. And how do we do that? We build it one brick
0: at a time. All right. All right. And I definitely appreciate that because you probably didn't know, but I'm a bricklayer by trade. So I love That's why I got the bricks behind me. So when you say one brick at a time, I'm like, yeah, yeah. You know, (laughs) that's (laughs) why. So um, one of the things we were talking about uh, off the air before um, was just the 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 uh, the wanting to do more. Right. And so those of us that have a a heart for people, as as we both do, you know, we have this drive and we have these opportunities that sometimes come to us. And one of our biggest hindrances in to be able to do more for the world is our finances, because, you know, we have these opportunities sometimes, or we have these ideas where we want to create these opportunities, uh, not only for ourselves, but opportunities for others, opportunities to to be a help to others. And sometimes we can't do that just because we don't have the, the correct finances. Or if we do have the finances, they're not in order enough, or we haven't paid attention to it enough to be able to put it in order where we can use our finances to be able to help us uh, to feel, feel to fulfill the purpose that God has given us. So, just in your own uh, in your own words, you know what would be, uh, or just i ain't gonna say what would be, but how do you kind of address that? You know that that want to to do more, but just don't have the financial uh, uh, intelligence, I would say, you know, or financial know-how to help yourself to bring those things to fruition.
1: Okay, well, thank you so much. Uh, That's really a good point that you brought up. When it comes to people that want to do more, I say it all starts with an idea, right? Like Mm -hmm. you having an idea of wanting to do something more is great because sometimes people don't see themselves doing and having more. They're okay with the four walls that they're in However, once that glimmer of hope comes in, now you have something to work with. That's the foundation that you lay. As well as we look at what's happening now in order for us to be able to get to the future, right? Like I like to take a concept of what I call, we start from the end, from the beginning, right? And then we back into what needs to happen in order for us to get to that result. And so I have become passionate about helping people with their finances and really transforming the way that they think about it, the relationship that they have with money. And one of the things that I found is that we all, to some degree, want to do and have more. We want to create um, a better life for ourselves, a better life for our children, leave a legacy, all of that. But we don't see how we can do it when our finances are already challenged, strapped, Mm -hmm. right? the reason why I'm so passionate about that is because I was her. I can remember wanting to do more, wanting to have more, but I did not have the finances in order to do so. What was some of the things that I I started to do was I started studying how people was getting this done, right? Like I grew up in inner city Philadelphia, for example, and with me doing that, I would wonder how can people afford to live in that kind of house So how could they afford to live or drive that kind of car and uh, what type of jobs were they doing and stuff like that. And I found out that it was a little bit bigger than that, right? I found out that they did things in such a way that gave them greater success over the course of time. But the first thing that they started with was their mindset. And because they conditioned themselves that no matter what, I'm going to go after my goals. And more importantly, I'm not going to stop until I obtain that was the biggest thing that I got out of all of that. And so I can remember going through a couple of rough patches along the way where I literally fell flat on my face trying to figure this out because I didn't come from a background where my mom at the time had a lot of money right Mm -hmm. but i can honestly say that she did a fantastic job with the resources that she had available to her right i didn't know that we were broke i didn't know that we were poor i didn't know that we didn't have access to certain things until i got outside of my space And once I got outside of that, I was uh, fortunate enough to participate in some gifted and talented programs, which allowed me to be bused outside of my school zone and kids in the 10th grade driving to school with Mercedes Benz, BMWs and cars of the like. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, what is going on here? Not to mention that I was only like three percent of a group in this particular school system. And so it really drove me to say, there is more to life. And over the past 20 years that I've been coaching and helping people with their finances, I have not seen a financial situation that we could not come back from, that we could not uh, work with in order to get to where somebody is going. If They condition themselves to say that this is really what I want to do. And that why is big enough to carry them through that journey. And then secondly, it's going to take some work, right? Like really uh, putting themselves in position to be able to make money. A lot of times we, I will say some of us, are taught that when we get in a pinch, we're going to cut everything off. Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We're not shopping. We're not going to eat out. None of that stuff, Mm -hmm. because we have a goal in mind where our counterparts, those with money say, well, wait a minute. How can I make more money to accommodate my lifestyle that I desire? Mm -hmm. And and that's what they do. They go out and create multiple streams of income or other resources that's going to help them to be able to fund that. And so me learning that it's like, oh, well, that must be the way to go. And so slowly but surely I was able to now create a system that helps people to be
0: able to do that. Okay. Okay. Well, I, I want to mention two things uh that you said. Uh the first thing uh I kn- we knew we was broke. You know, <laughs> I knew I was broke when we was little. <laughs> The, the reason why I knew that uh, was sort of similar to, to your, your story is because I had a reference point of what it was to not be broke, right? And so before, uh, or should I say, when I was born, uh, I was the fourth child of my mom and dad. And uh, during that period, we were doing very well, or should I say they were doing very well. Uh, My dad worked for the uh, phone company at that time, which was a good job. You know, and I remember we had the big house, we had the camper, we'd take the the vacations in the summertime and and all of that. So I had that reference as a young child of, oh, what that lifestyle was like, you know, middle class, well-to-do, you know, and and doing okay. Um, Through some unfortunate circumstances, um, that all changed. You know, and so we went from having the the big nice house to living in this, you know, house that almost looked like a haunted house, you know, (laughs) and then having some challenges uh, financially, um, not just financial challenges, but then there are more children. So I was the the fourth child and then there was five after me, you know, and so there's nine of us in whole um, uh, siblings from my mom and dad. And so, you know, it was very noticeable you know, <laughs> that some things had changed on the home front <laughs> so so uh unfortunately yeah i did know <laughs> that like, all right somebody right here you know some things have changed i ain't got as many toys as i used to have you know and, and things like that so I, I did uh notice the change uh in the finance, when our financial climate uh changed in our family because the dynamics changed. Um, but one of the things I like that you, you said with your program and I can attest to that, um, because I joined a program called, um, uh, make real estate real, uh, which is a real estate program out of Chicago. Uh, I don't get paid to say it, um, <laughs> but Jamal King, cause I'm from Chicago. So Jamal okay. King, who's over the, uh, who started the program, um, pretty much based off his life, you know, um, one of the things that he teaches is to, first of all, think of the life that you want to have. You know, what do you want? You know, what kind of car do you want to drive? What kind of house do you want to live in? And then once you know what that end goal looks like, then how much would it cost to to live that lifestyle? And then once you have that financial number, then you start working your way backwards to, OK, now, how do I you know, how do I make that uh, financial you know, number. So, sort of like the same way as as you said, uh, with your program. So I definitely think that's a great way to start. And again, like you said, it starts in your mind, you know, what is your vision uh, for yourself? What is your vision for your family? What is your vision for your future that you want? And how do you want that to look? And once we have a clear view of that, then it's easier to break down, you know, what it takes to, to get there, you know, financially. And so, um, one of the other things that I, I wanted to talk about, um, even thinking about that knowing that it starts in your mind, uh, one of the things that I think a lot of times we don't have is just a positive outlook on life right a positive outlook on your dreams to even think that they are they're actually uh, possible. you know I remember having uh, more recently a, a conversation with a friend of mine and we were having a conversation about some of our other friends. Uh, who was going through some uh, hardships. And as we begin to talk about you know, what they were dealing with and how they said they were feeling and things like that, I realized that uh, a lot of times, or one of the main reasons now that a lot of people are having problems in their lives is because they're depending on other people for their happiness. You know, They're depending on other people to make them happy instead of taking their ownership of their own life and say, okay, what is it that I want what is it that makes me happy? And it's sort of the same thing. And even in our finances, like you're waiting for somebody to come save you. You know, you're playing a lotto, you're scratching, you know, scratch offs, you know, you know, robbing Peter to pay Paul, hoping one day it's gonna, you know, it's gonna work out. But we had to really look at it and figure out what is it that we want? What is that we wanna do even in our financial uh, uh, situation? But not only that, but to be able to have a positive outlook on those things that we say we want, and so how important do you believe that that being positive or having that positive outlook, that positive uh, mindset, even going into that journey, the financial journey, how important do you believe that that is?
1: I believe that having a positive mindset is one hundred and ten percent of the journey. Right, you can't go where you don't see yourself going. Mm-hmm. Right, and. I'm also a a visionary type of person, meaning that because we need to have a vision, that means that we can constantly have a reminder of why we're doing the things that we're doing, why we're making the sacrifices, why we're potentially working so hard, why we're creating multiple streams of income, why it is that we're pounding the pavement or why it is that we're online for so many hours, why we're doing so much research. And the list can go on. But at the end of the day, your why has to be as big as your vision of where you want to go. And once you get your mindset together, there's no stopping you there's literally i had the opportunity to serve as a, a chaplain for a period of years when i did my first in internship for my doctorate and with doing that i had a closed head injury as well as stroke victims on my caseload i would go in and, and i would see them those that had a positive mindset that said You know, Jesus is going to bring me out of this and I'm going to get back to 100 percent and that kind of stuff. I saw them literally get up and walk, literally regain their their motor skills and all of that. But those that said, why me or I can't believe that this happened and woe is me did not do so great. Mm -hmm. And so I do know that having a, a positive mental mindset can allow you to accomplish some things that you yourself may not have even thought was possible because a lot of people become paralyzed with fear that they can't do it they um, allow the naysayers to jump in on the bandwagon sometimes and in different things like that but once you make up your mind there's no stopping you at all so yeah. I believe that having a positive mindset plays a huge
0: role in
1: you being able to be successful at whatever it is that you're doing.
0: Right. Right. And so one of the things that so we know that the the positive mindset um, definitely has a, a big plays a big part. But when we talk about finances, I think also what also plays a big part in making sure that we have a uh, Positive and a healthy relationship with money as a whole, or even just the idea of money, right? Mm-hmm. so you mentioned about having uh, working to get your doctorate, and so I know in the in the uh, church space, as we both come from, yeah. uh, one of the things we always hear of, or how always have heard and often misquoted. Is you know the love of money is the root of all evil. And and obviously okay. usually they leave out the I said love because that's what it says, but usually they leave that part out. And it's like, you know, <laughs> money is the root of all evil. Yeah. Like, well, that can't be so if we believe in the Bible, because the Bible also says money answers all things. So it, it can't be both, you know, and the Bible doesn't contradict itself, but what it actually says is the love of money, you know, um, is the the root of all evil. So having a, a positive uh or should I say a healthy relationship with money and, and what money is to be used for, you know, uh, I think plays a, a big part. And I think that a lot of times we have that misunderstanding of what it is to have money and what it is not to have money. And I think we look at people who, quote unquote, have money, and some of them are not the nicest people, you know? And so one of the things I like to point out is that, you know, where's your heart? And how do you feel about things that you want to do and things you want to achieve um, for the benefit of other people? And so when they, you know, people start talking about, well, I want to do this and I want to help this person. I want to do this. And I said, so would a million dollars be better in your hands or would it be better in somebody else's hands? You know, and once you realize that, you know what I can do for the good of humanity if i had the money then it starts to change your outlook on what money is so money is just an amplifier you know all it is going to do is amplify whatever it is that's inside you that's already there so if you are an evil person it's just going to make give you the opportunity to be more evil <coughs> excuse me but if you are a good person it's going to amplify uh, the possibility and the opportunities for you to do more good uh in the real so how you know just in your own words of you know, explaining and reaching out to people or getting people to understand that healthy relationship with money, what would be something that you would instruct them or advise them to do, even to start coming to that place where they realize, hey, money is not bad. Money is just a tool. It's how you use it. I mean, you can use a hammer to, to beat some nails to build a house or to bust somebody upside the head with. It's just how you use it. But the hammer, the hammer itself, you know, the hammer itself don't have any power. It's only the power and the motive that you give it. And sorry, if I hope nobody's traumatized from from the that <laughs> example. <laughs> but that's,
1: that's good. That's good. I, I like that you gave a descriptive uh, uh, analogy there. So I say money is this. If people think that money was evil, try living in this world without it. Right. Mm-hmm. There's some people that go off the grid, but they got to go so far And take themselves out of civilization in society of being around others in order for them to live off the grid, meaning no money, no electrical uh, electronics, no electric, no uh, facilities within your your home or anything like that. Right. So I said it's literally almost impossible to be without it. And I tell people you can equate money to to like this money is like air. The air that we breathe. Right. Try living without air, without oxygen. So money plays a big role in all of our lives, as well as money also is that tool, but it also allows us or affords us the the opportunity to be comfortable in some sort of way. Whatever that level of comfortability a person uh, desires, that's what money can do for you. And so having a healthy relationship with that a lot of times allows you to sometimes create boundaries in such a way to where it not only makes you feel good about your accomplishments, but it also allows you the vehicle to be able to do something else, help others, empower them, uh, buy the things that you like, but more importantly, uh, set up a legacy, right? Um, the Bible tells us to leave an inheritance, not just to our children, but to our children's children. And what does that look like creating a legacy? Now, here it is. Uh, I also say that when it comes down to money, you have to, it's imperative that we, uh, sometimes really get a healthy relationship with it. And and what do I mean by that? In today's times, the things that potentially that our parents taught us, or whomsoever was that instrumental person in your life may not be relevant to today's times Mm -hmm. because of modern technology, because the uh, price of everything going up and things like that. So we've got to be relevant with the times, meaning creating those healthy boundaries means that's relevant. And sometimes we have to look at where our habits come from. Look at the relationship that was was handed down to us, right? Because when we're born, we're basically spoon fed with whatever uh, habits we have initially in our in our environment. And so whatever that is, does that serve you now? And so you can create healthy boundaries by answering that question. And if you can answer no, then it's time to do something. And that's where we get to the healthy part of it. Be okay with not being okay that that no longer works, but now let's move on to something else. And bec- if this works over here, then let's go. Right? Get a plan that works for you.
0: Yeah, and I think I think uh, one of the other things to to mention is, um, as we're we're being taught you know, by our parents about our our money and things like that. Sometimes it's not even that uh, they may have taught us wrong in some things, but maybe they only taught us up to the information that they had, right? So uh, me personally, I grew up in a household where entrepreneurship was was part of it. Um, But when I look back now, we were in entrepreneurship, but only to a certain level, you know, and so there was a level that my parents stopped at. Right? So my dad worked out of his garage, you know, basically running his own business as a mechanic out of the garage, you know? And so he did that. So I remember my mom, uh, my mom, we sold candy. My mom had the candy store, you know? And then at one point uh, we sold candy out of our van. So she had, had to set up like a little store inside the van and we would go, you know, throughout the neighborhood and sell candy like the, like the ice cream guy, right? And so also um, as we got a little older, um, I don't know if you've ever been to some of these cities, but in Chicago, when you get off the expressway, come off the expressway ramp, and then you see the people that was there that's be selling, you know, peanuts or t-shirts or whatever they're selling. We did that, right? Okay. We did that for years. And okay. so the, the the mindset of an entrepreneur was always there. Yet, what I know now, looking back, uh since I've been getting my own journey as a entrepreneur as an adult to looking back as yeah we did have a, a good foundation but they couldn't give us more than what they had right so with the information that they had they couldn't take us you know to that next level and even uh, having a conversation recently about credit uh, one of the things that i did uh for my daughter when she turned uh, uh 19 was i put her on my credit card as an authorized user which gave her my credit history so when my daughter started out, her first credit uh, report or uh, credit score was higher than mine. You know, <laughs> so but I thought about that because my mom always had good credit. My mom always had good credit, but she didn't know about that. So she didn't know that she could give us that hand, you know, that head start in our own credit journey just by putting us as an authorized user on her accounts where we had her credit history, you know, to start from as a starting point instead of starting from zero. So there's a a point of uh, just the transfer, transference of knowledge and wisdom that sometimes we don't have around money. So that's why I was excited about the work that you do, because we're able to get these messages out now, you know, on a broader field, like, hey, there, there's more to it. You know, there are some decisions, there are some mindset, there's some things that you have to do that could literally take your your family to the next level and to be able to leave that legacy and leave that, you know, like I said, not just for your children, but for your children's children, you know, and if we're able to set up a trust and all that for your children, children's children, you yeah. know, and it, and it just goes on. But again, this is our uh, information that's not always readily available to us. Uh, we have to seek after it, you know, we have to seek after the knowledge, and then we get the knowledge, we got to put it into, put it into action. And I know one of the things that uh, we were talking about before we started recording was that uh, even getting that knowledge and putting it into action, you mentioned that the the work that you do now, at one time, you did it for free, and mm-hmm. the people that you were doing it for wasn't taking action. So Tim let's recap a little of that story that you were sharing with me about even that experience and how you even came to the mindset of you know what I need to charge, you know, people. So tell us a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, so for me I started my journey of coaching about 20 years ago. And when I started coaching people in their finances, I did it one-on-one, I would do conferences, And I was so passionate and so eager to get this information out there. I would take my own money and print out the packets that I had. I'll have budget sheets in there. I would have information about the the current uh, market trends and, and different things like that, as far as credit was concerned. And seemingly we would leave the conference and there would be hundreds of people in there, but I would walk by and I would see a couple of the packets laying there on the seats. And I'm like, gosh, you know, i would go home and I'm sorely deflated like, OK, all the other packets were gone, but just for whatever reason, those few that were left behind stuck with me. And so I go home and uh, I remember one time in particular, I, I laid across a packet like prostrate on the floor and was just praying, bawling my eyes out because I was so deflated that somebody would take such valuable information, life changing stuff. And leave it there in the seat. And God was saying that you have to charge people for knowledge. And so, in in to that degree, it was like I never thought about that, you know. And he was like, "Well, people pay attention where they pay, right? Mm-hmm. You you put money in their hand, or they transfer that money to you. They're watching to see what it is that you're doing with that money. They." I I equate it to this. We go to a restaurant and we get a meal. And if the service is not good, usually you're not going to leave a good tip.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Right. And so we equate service to money. And so the Lord was like, yeah, you need to you need to charge. People pay attention where they pay their money. And initially it felt a little a little weird. Right. Like we're in the kingdom. We're here to serve others and, and help them to get out of bondage and things like that but he's like no you you're empowering them because you're holding them accountable to what it is that they say that they want to do they want to be debt-free they want to live uh, a more uh a a more uh advantageous lifestyle right like they they want to be able to have the advantages of others being able to have good credit being able to uh just use signature documents, right? Like when you when you get to a certain place in your credit score, you can go in and just put your signature on there, and they're not asking you a lot of questions. They don't need you to bring in all your documents, right? Right. And so that's been that's been my journey, my path, and how I got to where I built a course around teaching people really how to structure their finances in such a way to where it's going to benefit not just them. But others, right, literally, they can take the process and help to now empower those around them, change their environments and different things like that. so uh for me, I just saw it from the beginning of being bigger than just me and really having a passion to want to help to empower people to where they can create the the lives of their dreams,
0: yeah, and so on the on this uh entrepreneurship journey uh that that I'm even on one of the things that I that I learned from one of my mentors and what he said was, uh, if you don't pay, you don't pay attention, That's right? right? And so mm-hmm. and and also thinking of uh, from the words from the Bible is uh, what your heart is, your treasure is, or what your treasure is, your heart is. That's you know, right. and so where people put money where they what on what they care about, That's you right. know. And so if you're giving people something for free again, you're not necessarily helping them, but you're hindering them. Because Mm -hmm. if you don't have, and and this is my saying, if you don't sacrifice to start something, you're not going to sacrifice to keep it going, you know? And so when things are given to you so easily, you don't respect it, you don't value it. And so this same information, and I remember even my mentor, he was saying that he had a a course that he started and he was uh, selling it. And uh, one of his uh, mentors was like, "Uh, you need to raise your price. Then he was like, well, if I raise my price and i you know, got to add more information, whatever. i like, no, no, you don't. Mm-hmm. You, know, you just have to realize the value of the information that you have. So when you were getting started, you know, what you thought the value was or well, what you thought people were willing to pay. So now that you understand that, okay, people are willing to pay that, now think about what is the actual value of what it is that you're bringing. And because the value of what you're bringing is more than what people are willing to pay, then it's time to raise your price you know, and you're not hurting anyone by doing that. You're actually helping them because now that they're paying, you know, now they're putting that treasure in it, you know, that their heart is in it, you know, and even he had, uh, was talking about his experience with the same thing as you was, you know, having things that he was selling at a low price and then seeing those things just, you know, tossed by the wayside. And it's like, why, you know, like I'm trying to make it easy. I'm trying to make it, you know, affordable, you know, and it's like, uh, yeah, that affordable and free is the same thing. And people don't care till they care, you know? And so if that, if a lot of times, if it doesn't cost people anything, then they don't pay attention to it. You know, if you don't cost them something where they don't feel it, you know, when you're making them investments and you kind of feel it a little bit like, yeah, this is my last and it really is your last, you know, you feel it a little different. And so you're going to pay attention to it a little more, you know? And so, Uh, Speaking of that, you know, like I heard you you mentioned about, you know, starting the course um, to teach about it. So let's talk a little bit more about about the course and and what it is that you offer um, the people who who take your course.
1: Okay. So the course in itself um, is called Breakthrough Millionaires. And the reason why I titled that is because I believe that we all have millionaire status within us. We have millionaire ideas, we have millionaire concepts, and if we put in the work, we can definitely obtain that. And so it's a 12 step process where we really break down um, different areas of finances in order to be able to empower a person that when they finish the course, that they have actionable steps that they've completed that's literally going to put them on their pathway to success whatever that looks like for them and so wherever that person comes into that program whatever their goal is that they want to accomplish when they leave the program they'll have a blueprint to be able to do that and so um, the reason why I have the course, though, is that I realized that people needed to have some structure around being able to do this. When I initially started coaching, I would do one on one coaching sessions. And in those sessions, I would do from a holistic point. So whatever it was that they needed to work on at that time, we dealt with that and then we worked on to it. Well, I also know that that sometimes it's even more than just finances. People need to um really get conditioning in their mindset so we have mindset structure in there we also have um a community of like-minded people that's on the same path and the same journey that they can relate to you know a lot of times we go through things and we feel like we're the only one that's going through it no there's hundreds of thousands of people that's having this very same problem right now and so in order to be able to help them with that the course really does bring some structure back to the process for them.
0: Oh, great. Okay. So I know you got the course, but I was uh, along with the course or it says standalone from the course is your book also. And I thought the title was very interesting. So (laughs) tell me, let's tell us a little bit about the book. I want to hear a little bit about that.
1: So the book title is I divorced my money and I married my mindset. Because a lot of people think that if they have the money, that everything's going to be right with the world. Right. We hear that mm-hmm. saying all the time. Everything's going to be good. I, I understand that. However, statistics says the average person that you give a million dollars that does not have any literacy training will go broke in five years or less. And that is very sad when we think about how hard that person worked to get that money, get to that money. Right. So the book really helps to break down the start of their journey, really helps to break down that process and what that could potentially look like for them. And there's also, uh, I like the number 12, right. Um, But I like that the book in itself gives 12 actionable steps that you can go through as well. So I tell people this, is that you can get the book and you can walk away with some really good nuggets or some good gems that could help you on your journey. The course in itself though, takes it a little bit further. It takes it deeper and it really helps you to condition and reinforce the principles that you're working on. So it depends on where a person is at and how far they want to go in that process. So the book is the start of the journey
0: okay okay so we got the course and we got the book to, to get us started so um before we get out of here one of the other things i wanted to you to talk about real quickly uh, and you can expand as, as as much as you want but one of the things that you uh mentioned that you wanted to talk about is why you think that everyone should have a business right and so just in a few words, the less, word have you have much you want to expound on it. Why do you think that is important for everyone to, to have a business?
1: It is hugely important for everybody to have a business. And case in point is recently we learned that the pandemic changed a lot of people's lives. People lost their homes. People lost their jobs. People lost a lot of what they considered to be their existence because of a a non-controllable event that nobody saw coming right and so the reason why I say that people need to have a business is because it allows them to be able to control their own economy they get to have a say so a lot of times in in what their uh, financial structure looks like not to mention that having a business gives you affords you the opportunity to have some really good tax breaks, right? It is disheartening when I hear a statement like one of the uh, most richest men in the world, that owns a very uh, large um, supplier of all things, and that you can get it to your home in just a couple of days, pays right. less in taxes than his secretary what does that tell you? That means that somebody somewhere knows something about business that we don't. Mm-hmm. And what we've got to do is a lot of times when you want to get to where a person is, you got to get in the room, you got to get the mindset, you got to learn what it is that they do and follow that process. Where to At a place now when it comes to business and really conditioning in our mindset is that we don't have to get out here and be so innovative and create uh, new stuff. I have a thing where I say that you can do the same thing I'm doing, but what's for you, the people that you're called to is going to be available there to you. And they'll be also be available to me like it, it they have our names on, on them waiting and willing to learn from the, that person. So I say that a business is invaluable to us because it's literally something that we can take and we that's the start of our inheritance that we leave for generations to come. People can, should be able to come in to your environment, your business and pick it up and run with it because you have the process because you, you've built it out in such a way that others can follow it. And that also conditions them to start with that entrepreneurial spirit, right? Like how it was in your household, where your your mother and your father instilled that in you. And so once we start to do that, then we find that we reap lots of benefits. People pay for value whatever it is so i agree with the person that says yes you need to raise your prices but you've got to see enough value in yourself to know that you're worth every penny that a person is paying and the information that you're giving them is invaluable to begin with right so i do believe that everybody should
0: have a business for sure okay okay so dr Tavitha, first of all thank you so much for being on uh i definitely I appreciate you coming on and sharing. I wish we was recording before we started recording because we had a whole lot of stuff that we talked about that <laughs> that we didn't even rehash once we got <laughs> recorded. So I, I wish we had a, had a started recording first. I think I'm going start telling everybody, don't say nothing until I say <laughs> till I hear record because we would be having a whole other conversation. But... Um, <laughs> i uh, thank you so much for being on thank you for uh sharing your expertise with us i want you to leave i want you i'm gonna give you the last word so i want you to leave us with something uh, a word of wisdom or motivation or, or whatever it is have you see fit um uh to leave us with something and also your uh social media uh handles and things of that uh of that nature um uh, so our people so the listeners know where uh, they can find you and work with you. So I'll give you a second to think about that. Uh, so in the meantime, to my listeners, first of all, thank you guys for tuning in uh, once again to the Deal to with EJ's podcast. Um, just like I told you guys at the beginning of the podcast, I would tell you how you could win $100 from the podcast. So this is how you can win $100 from the podcast by entering our super subscriber Contest. What does that mean? First, you have to subscribe to our YouTube page, our Facebook page, and our Spotify uh, podcast. So after you have subscribed to all three, then you will text the word win to 866-326-0730 to qualify to win $100. Um, And that will enter you into our super subscriber contest and the contest is random. So at any time I can pull a winner and it's ongoing, which means it never stops. So once you're in, you're in for life and you can win, you know, over and over again, uh, depending on how many people, you know, enter the program or enter the contest who to say how many times you can win. Um, and it doesn't cost you anything. Again, you're already listening. You're already here. You're already paying attention. So I know you like it. So just subscribe to all three. Again, the super subscriber contest, you must subscribe to our YouTube channel, our Facebook page, and our uh, podcast on Spotify. After you've done all three, then text the word win to 866-326-0730 to qualify, uh, to enter the Super Subscriber Contest to win $100 from uh, the podcast. So that's that. Again, Dr. Tabitha, uh, thank you so very much again for being on. Uh, Thank you for gracing us with your expertise and your presence. And that's all I have to say. I leave you with the last word, so the floor is yours.
1: So I will say thank you, thank you, thank you for allowing me to be on your show once today. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, also, I'm going to enter the contest. I'm just saying, but <laughs> <isn't great>. um, <laughs> I will tell everybody that you owe it to yourself to bring that idea, that dream that you have to fruition. And what do I mean by that? Invest in yourself at the highest level possible, like you owe it to yourself to be the, be- the best version of you. And if you find that you're the best version of you right now, being the person that you are with no help, just imagine what you could do with a coach, a mentor, or a trainer helping somebody that's already done what it is that you want to do. You can accelerate the process in three to five years and be somewhere completely different. I, I tell people to challenge yourself to change your zip code, challenge yourself mm-hmm. to change your bank account. And then once you do that, now challenge others to do the same. So we can create a movement, we can create a legacy of of entrepreneurship that the world has never seen, but we've got to empower ourselves and position ourselves to be able to do so and walk in our purpose, where we have so much inside of us that's just waiting to come out and the world is waiting. So you owe it to you to do whatever it is that you have on the inside. You can follow me at I am Dr. Tabitha on Facebook, Instagram, as well as LinkedIn, Twitter, and TikTok. So thank you once again. I do greatly appreciate this opportunity. No problem. No problem.
0: And also you you said you just started your
1: YouTube page, right? I did just start my YouTube page, and that's also I am Dr. Tabitha. Um, I do have a couple of videos out there. That is a new a new platform for me. Um, I also have a podcast. It's called Inside Inspired Women. That comes on Friday uh, at 4:30 p.m. each week, and it is on the Women Inspirational network. It comes on the radio on Fridays. It goes to podcasts as well as YouTube TV on Mondays of the following week.
0: All right, all right. So we can't end it no better than that. Uh, Guys, thank you very much for tuning in to the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. I'm your host, Ernest James, and I believe that everyone can live a life that is whole, healed, and healthy. And so my mission is to help people to deal, to heal, and to fulfill. So until next week, I'll see you guys then, be blessed. Hey guys, I know you're enjoying the podcast. However, don't forget to join our text line at 866-326-0730. That's 866-326-0730 in order to receive text messages with new events and things that is going on and new episodes as they release. All right. See you in a minute. Thanks for listening to the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. Remember to listen, like, subscribe, and share. This episode has been brought to you by deal to heal Teas. Put some inspiration in your situation. Wear an inspirational tea and be inspired all day. Just go to deal2healteas.myshopify.com. Remember, our mission is to help you to deal, heal, and fulfill. Deal with your problem, heal from the pain, and fulfill your purpose. Thanks for listening.